What are you doing? Oh, uh, I thought, thought maybe you'd want to get some sleep. What about you? Are you not sleeping? Does the average man not sleep? No, I, I It's the second. I'm. Yes, we sleep. We just don't sleep with. Uh... You don't sleep with women. No, I mean I do sleep with. I sleep with. <laughs> yes, I do, but out of the uh, <clears throat> confines of marriage, it's just it's not polite to assume, you know. Marriage? Marriage, do you not have that, Donna? Yeah. You go before a judge and uh, you swear to love, honor, and cherish each other until death do you part. And do they love each other till death? Not very often, no. Then why do they do it? I have no idea. So you cannot sleep with me unless I, I marry I will, you. I'll sleep with you if you want. I'll sleep right there. There's I'll plenty sleep. of room. Then fine, if you don't mind, I'll go no, out. No, it's so I know. up to you. I'm just I, trying. I know it's up to me. I'm making the choice. I'll come sleep with you. Okay. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Dun, dun, dun. So I forgot for this movie that we kind of start where we left off with Batman v Superman. This is a direct continuation for the five minutes of modern Diana Prince that we see. Yeah, I thought we started straight up in the, what is it? The mes- The mascara? The mascara. No, I, keep, get, I have to think get... mascara. <laughs> the, ma- the mascara? Yeah. No, we, we do get a little bit of lead-in. I think they uh, are trying to remind us of the universe that we're in, which is, of course, the DC Cinematic Universe, the Snyderverse, as some call it. And I don't know how many movies they used it in, but we noticed that there was like a little like DC intro that highlighted a handful of characters that I like don't. Well, recognize. and then like a panel of like every single DC character. Yeah, ever. like it was the yeah like Green Lantern is like significantly featured in it, and uh, well, of course, I know it, and I know it's like a general like DC logo, not a, a DC like studios logo. Like there's a Marvel Studios logo, but you know they have that, and then you kept hearing about like this Green Lantern movie that was supposed to happen. Green Lantern Corps, and then it just it keeps getting pushed off, and now I think it's going to be like a TV show or something. Interesting. But anyway, obviously, we are here today to discuss a Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. The, uh, a much, wonderful woman. She is wonderful. This was a much-anticipated follow-up, um, although with some trepidation, obviously, following Batman v Superman, which had come out just a year before this. So I saw this without having seen Batman v Superman. Right. And that was fine. There's absolutely no And I loved it the first time we saw to it. to have to see BVS. And honestly, if you look at it that way, it's just like kind of a, a comically complex origin story of the photograph from Batman v Superman. Right, well, because the Batman v Superman plot, as we discussed, was so contrived. Yeah. So, like, I honestly was better having seen it without the context. Right, so it's like, here's why she cares so much about this old picture. But, like, how it's entered, like, I found the original, like, we don't know, you know, if we hadn't seen, as you said, BVS. 
Um, it just sounds like, you know, Bruce Wayne found this photo for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, something like that. So it, it, it all worked because we still got to anchor, like, the photo as, like, uh, a significant thing. Yeah. I actually think it's pretty cool that they managed to pull that off, and it makes a pretty dumb plot from Batman v Superman have a bit more weight to it retroactively. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's like a small framing device, and they bring it back to the modern era at the end of the movie just to kind of show us, uh, like, the, the state that she's in and how she's thinking about humanity, you know, a hundred years after the events of this movie. Um, which mostly takes place in World War One, which is not a era or war that I have seen too many movies or any pieces of media, honestly. It's not cover. everyone's favorite. No. I mean, a lot of this movie just made me want to go watch 1917 again, because that is my only other World War One reference point, and it's a great movie. And, like, obviously there's just a lot of shared factors between the two, mostly the, like, all the trenches. the trenches and the no man's land. Yeah, 1917 didn't do, like, the mustard gas or, like, chemical warfare stuff. But, you know, I, I'm going to stop myself short of, like, comparing it to each other constantly because, like, it's, it's just World War One. Like, they're... <laughs> they're yeah, it's just the war. That's the one thing they have in common. This made me want to watch Captain America again. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Could be some similarities, but I'm not mad about them. No, but especially, like, in the last, like, half hour, yeah. I'm like, this is getting really hard to ignore we'll, now. We'll break it down a bit. Yeah, we will. Um, but, yeah, we start in, after that little prelude, we start in the Mascara... And I just love the concept of this, that it's, like, this island of women warriors. It's, like, straight out of a Charmed episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, I mean, there are some, like, this movie has, like, a lot of, I would say, corny aspects to it. It's, like, very, like, comic-y superhero, but I think it's pulled off really well in this movie compared to some other ones. And, like, yeah, all of this stuff, like, they're fighting. They're always, like, training. They haven't been in a war in thousands of years, but they're ready. Not going to stop them, except for Diana. Right. She's, she's not going to fight a day in her life if if Queen I got uh, some beef has... with her mom. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was just trying to remember her name for a second, but it's Hi- Hippolyta. Yeah, Hippolyta. Yeah, it's, like, you're going to have, like, all these, like, random grunts, like, training, like to the brink of death every day just to get killed by a German on a beach. That was so disappointing. What a disappointing death for Robin Wright, for right? sure. Like, she is clearly, like, one of, if not the most badass individuals on this island. And that's how we're going to have her go out. What well, it's, it's a shame. But I, I will say, like, this is a, a really great intro to the movie. Themyscira just seems like uh, a chill place. I saw that it, they filmed it on like the southern coast of Italy, which seems about right. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, and I also was kind of remembering that in Wonder Woman 1984, they also had an intro in Themyscira, but it was way yeah. worse. And it went for like 20 minutes. And it, it's like they're, they're like running a race or something. Do you remember? Yeah, I, I see. I thought that was in this one. Yeah. And I was like, when when does she do that thing where she like goes into the water like on the slide? 
Like, I totally forgot yeah. that that was in the other movie. And I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of, like, Justice League or something. No, it is in there. I, I yeah, think I they just about. wanted to have, like, another scene there. But I just remember, like, I'm not trying to rag on Wonder Woman 1984 in this episode. Not yet. Not yet. But like, I, I remember, like, seeing that and being like, it's cool that we're here again and, like, seeing more of, like, Wonder Woman's backstory. But, like, God damn. Like, it was so long. But this does a really good job of establishing. Like, this should be long. Right, like we're we're establishing who uh, Diana is, who the Amazons are, how they got there, like all this important stuff that needs to be established before we can even start to get into the rest of the movie. Some things aren't established, like how aging works for Diana. Yeah, they never address that through any of these movies, I don't think. And like these aren't, the Amazons aren't gods, but she is. Yeah, Diana's a god, but like, are all the other. But Amazons, they're not they, mankind. Are they either. demigods? Is, they're Amazonians. Yeah. I would assume just like very slowed aging. Like a lifespan of an Amazon is maybe. Clearly thousands yeah, of years. Yeah, if, if not like tens But like, of they're thousands. also not making new Amazonians, so I think they might be immortal. Mm, that's a good point. So their uh, population has been significantly reduced. I mean, what what comes of the mascara? Do they... Do well, they... in Justice League, they're practically destroyed. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they... Yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. Right. That's yeah. kind of where their story ends. That's a bummer. Um, but I do like how we do have her as a child, and therefore you get to do, like, fairy tales yeah. to explain, like, history and give us the backstory that we need is through Diana's eyes. They do this in Thor, like, a little bit yeah. with, like, Loki and um, baby Thor. It's the best way to be able to, like, sit down the audience and explain the what what the deal is with all these guys and... Who Zeus was, and like, yeah, we're establishing that this universe does have these actual gods, and they existed and or do currently exist, which I think is, it's also like a refreshingly different approach to Marvel and like their approach to gods, because like they have a very grounded view of Asgardians, like yeah, but Thor- we kind of talked about how like they have a flawed, like it's like flawed, right, right. But it's also, like, the the approach to the Norse mythology on the MCU's Earth is way different. Like, they're basically aliens. But, like, in this, like, we have, right. like, these tie-ins to well, Yeah, we history. have, like, fucking Zeus here. Right. Like, which I know Odin is a big name, too, in, like, mythology, but not, like, Zeus. No, Zeus is, like, he's the big boy. Like, give me some Hercules, you know? Right. Like he's Does a- Hercules fit into the DC universe? Probably, I feel like, yeah, no, Hercules is definitely out there. Really? I was kind of saying that as a joke, but. I also feel like there's, a, I feel like Hercules has popped up in Marvel and DC, like he's, he's God around. Bless. He's Can just, we watch the cartoon Hercules for the podcast? Fuck, he's a superhero. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so we, we get a lot set up. Um, yeah. And also, like, the visuals of that storytelling scene are really cool. It's, like, moving paintings, almost. Yeah, or, like, um, like paper dolls, yeah. almost. Like, it's very, chi- again, childlike. Yeah, they made a, I think that was a really good choice. Very artistic. Because we got, like, more flashbacks with Zeus and stuff in Justice League. Um, right. With, like, uh, with the uh, mankind. D- what are those, like, 
ball like cube things the so. mother cubes or whatever yeah. and then like dark side like invading so we, we like get to see them all fight and stuff which is cool but this is obviously like a much more uh low-key introduction to this mythos also i don't really know patty jenkins that well other than the wonder woman movies these are these are the only movies that she's done besides monster which she directed 14 years before this movie came out. That's wild, because she, I think she's an incredible director. Um, and I really like how she has her own style on this. I mean, like, I don't know it compared to anything else, but I think it, she has her own style, and it fits in with, like, the Snyder verse. Yeah. Like, it has, like, that coloring, that, like, muted coloring, except for in the uh, mascara, which makes sense. Yeah. Because it's, like, bright. But, like, especially when they go into, like, mankind. And, of course, it's a war, but, like... And it's London. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it does a really good job of, like, feeling like it could be in the same universe as Man of Steel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously, she's first introduced in a Zack Snyder movie, but... And he produced this and everything, but... I didn't know about that too. Like the the stylized like slow mo style fight scenes, they do share a lot with what we saw in Batman v Superman. But I also said that like there's clearly like a trademark of like Patty Jenkins is putting her own spin on this, and it's not just being aped off of Zack Snyder's style. And I, I think her fighting in this like comes off super cool. Like I love the fight scenes in yeah. this movie. Really good use of the whip. Yes. Like, or rope or lasso. Lasso. It's a lasso. Lasso of something. They don't call it the lasso of truth. It's the lasso of so, so and so. <laughs> but uh, we all we all know. Yeah, it's another H name. name. Yeah. It's like hereditary. They got a lot of those. Um, I, I was kind of wondering like what the odds are that nobody would have come across the mascara until now, you know, throughout human history. But I'm also like, well, there weren't planes, and they're in an area that's so like remote. Oh. There's no reason for a boat to have ever... I'm pretty sure that they only got in there because of Diana. I think she, like, did that blast thing, and then, like, m literally minutes later, they come in, and, like, the, the whole thing her mom is worried about is, like, the stronger she gets, the more likely he can find her. So, like, he, like I think it's... Her being stronger is, like, breaking down their protection. Because I don't think normally they would have been able to get into... Because she can't get back there. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. That, like, that's kind of what I thought. Because <laughs> I kind of just, like, imagined that it was just, like, happenstance. Not anything of her doing. I feel like... I, I would buy this theory, but I feel like if that was the case, they would have made it more clear that she was directly responsible for that. To me, it just kind of seemed like a yeah. case of bad timing. I mean, I don't... And I, I'm also wondering if, like, her, like, not being able to go back is, like, really not being able to go back, or it's just, like, a semi-exile imposed by the other Amazons and also by Diana herself being, like, I can't... Even after she defeats Ares, though? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I would be interested to see what people think, and maybe there's some literature on that. But, yeah, I kind of thought that, like, that was, like, a... A turning point in powers, obviously, but also like what her mom is like most scared of. That's a really interesting way of looking at it, and like I like that interpretation because otherwise it's kind of just like, huh, like this is a hell of a time for Chris Pine to come barreling through the fog. But yeah, I would I and I would accept that either way. Like that's just like 
Yeah, it is what it is. Because the, their whole thing is that it, they're supposed to be impenetrable. Like, right. you're not supposed to be able to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, like, a classic trope. They, they, there's a lot of classic tropes in this movie. Um, like, the child is the weapon thing, yeah. which is, like, whatever. Right. But Like, you're, you're fated to be the one to do this. Um, I think they did do a good job with, like, red herrings in this movie. Like, I wasn't... I think I maybe could have guessed that Diana's, like, the god killer. Like, I don't think I... I feel like they lay that on pretty thick in the beginning. Right. Diana's like, well, like, what about me? What and, about, yeah. and they're just, like, giving, like, Can these, I see the god these lingering looks and they don't say anything. Right. Um, and they're like, you didn't tell her the truth, like, that whole bit. But Classic. the whole, like... Lupin being behind it and everything is um, all very good. We'll yeah. get to that, obviously. Um, so I had mentioned the uh, the fight scene against the Germans on the beach earlier because that's when Robin Wright gets smoked. But uh, that aside, I really like this fight scene. Um, we get like this really great the shield moment, which gets called back later, which you know just doing like a launched backflip off a shield and shooting three guys with arrows at the same time. Uh, it's just, it's really interesting seeing like the, the Amazons fighting against just guys with guns, just like these trained fighters against like yeah. a bunch of probably like conscripts who have like shitty rifles and don't know what the hell is happening. they fared much better than I would have given them any credit. The, the Germans. Soldier, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did too well. Like, it's just so shitty that, like, that's how so many people died. But I guess it's, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, they do have guns, yeah. but... I'm just, like... I was also kind of, like... Uh, the I think they have better just, defenses, I guess. You would, you would think, and you would think that they would also be, like, we can just hang out up on this cliff and pelt them with arrows, and right. they're probably not going to be able to hit us from down here. But nah. They're like, we got these horses. Look, we haven't been able to use them for a long time. Let's do it. Um, I did have a couple more things, actually, before that. Sure. Um, that, well, we already kind of said this, but the mom is just, like, lying to Diana the whole time, which is, like, wild. Like, what was the game plan for for her life? Right, like... You're just never going to say anything? Also, like, what if Aries does come, then what? Like, she's yeah. a... Mm. You know, she's sitting so, duck. Right. She's so naive being like, you're speaking of like a war that may never come. I'm like, well, you're it's like Zeus literally created her for one thing and you're not going to let her do it. You should listen to your lover, Robin, which they refer to her as sisters. And I think that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, clearly we, we know what's going on on Themyscira. Um, Men are not necessary for pleasure. Exactly. Um, one, one quick question. What is the accent that we're doing with this? I, I wish I could tell <laughs> like, you. Like, pick your own, like, everyone take <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like that is the most accurate. Also, like, I don't even know if we want to get into, like, what was the decision behind, like, the races of the Amazonians? Like, I don't know. They have, like, two white women as, like, the queen and first general. Like, they definitely have, like, a diverse group of people on the island, but, like, still, like, queen in general. And yeah. then, like, I know that Gal Gadot is, um, like, Israeli, but it, it's just, like... 
I don't know. It just feels like they missed opportunity there for like more like native um, yeah. folks or something like that, like to explore with like a name like the Amazonians, especially. It sounds like uh, Gal Gadot is just doing her Israeli accent. That's what I assumed. Uh, and and then everyone else is just doing an accent. Yeah, they're like, maybe everybody up. else is like kind of blending their accents with, with her accent. Someone else is like, I don't know. It's kind of like it, they, they asked everybody that came in for these scenes to just do a random Mediterranean accent that they Yikes. were somewhat familiar with. I mean, it was a little, a little messy. I also like, I don't obviously mind that she like has an accent. It was more like everyone else having one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But of course it would be weird if like, she didn't know when it was dead. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of some weird choices. And I mean, like, I'm not... It's not her accent, Gal Gadot's accent per se, but, like, some of her acting choices, like, throughout... And it's not just this movie. I actually think she's probably at her best in this movie. But, like, she's not... I don't know. Something... Sometimes her, like, line readings can be, like, a little off. And I don't think that's, like, her accent or anything. I think sometimes I'm just, like, I'm not... Like when she's doing the voiceover at the beginning of this movie, I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't know about this one, man. Part of it is like the character is so earnest and so and she, naive. Yes. It's like, oh, this is like painful, like hearing <laughs> her sometimes talk. And I do think a better actor could have done a better job. Yeah, because um, like I don't, I don't know how much of it is on purpose. Like they definitely do lean into the naivete of like her feelings about Aries and mankind and stuff throughout the movie. But like when she sometimes like when she's like having these crises, she just kind of sounds like pouty. I'm like, this doesn't sound like right. a, an adult woman like coming to grips with it. This sounds like someone like a. You're like also supposed to be like more evolved than like man. Yeah. Like how are how are you like this god and fucking Steve soldier is like hey calm down right <laughs> like what, what's going on here which I mean I think part of that is like they're trying to like show like there's maybe this level of like incompatibility in worldviews because she was expecting something that was so drastically different than what she got from mankind but still. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of notes and one coming up here about her, like, naivete, naivety. Na- na- naivete, I don't know. Whatever. Um, being naive. And I-, I think it plays, like, a very important part, but it is it is almost painful. Yeah, they-, they just keep, like, laying it on over and over, and it's just, I don't know. They, they could have, like, dialed that back a little bit. Like, we get it. We get that she thinks Ares is, like, the sole reason for all this happening and if yeah. we kill, if we kill him then we're good like just and it's not even just that i guess i mean we're doing like the fish out of water thing later which you know i love a la thor another comparison <laughs> um but like some of it it's just like it's it's too he- heavy-handed i guess like yeah. what you're saying agreed um, it just makes her come off as, like, kind of dumb sometimes. Which I think is good. I think that's the point. But, like, I think it it could have been done in a different way. Like, for some reason, the first thing that came to mind is um, Amy Adams in the movie Enchanted. <laughs> oh, no, not Enchanted. Ella? Uh, no, no, yeah, it Enchanted. Is Enchanted. 
Um, and she's, like, super naive, but it's, like, done really funny. Like, very different. But, like, I mean, Thor, again, is another example. Like, he is, like, way smarter than everyone else, but he is also, like, naive to, like, their world. Yeah, it's, like, the cultural traditions and... But he doesn't look dumb. He's just, like, what is this, like, silly thing that you he, guys are doing? He definitely doing? looks dumb sometimes. Yeah, but it, it's not in the same but way that she it, does. Right. Well, it's and also I don't like, know if it's, like, a male-female thing, too, I, but... It's also, like, I think like you said, for Enchanted, like, the tone that they're trying to set. Like, we get scenes... Well, yeah, that was, like, like a... Me- that's not so, a fair comparison. Well, I know, but, like, so in this, like, we have the scene where she's, like, for example, I don't know, when she's, like, trying on all the different outfits because she's, like, these all suck. But, like, they're... It's, like, funny, but then you have, like, the scenes in Thor where he, like, smashes the coffee cup on the ground or he goes to a pet store to try to find, like... A horse. A, yeah, like, a horse to ride into battle. And, like, it's very clear that, like... They're putting like they're setting up these scenarios where it's like this is funny. In this movie, they're not really giving it as much. Yeah, of, like, it's not supposed to be funny. It's just kind of like in bits and pieces throughout. So I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to think of this right now because they blend it with everything else. Right. But yes, the beach scene, really great fight scene. Yes, big fan of this one. Obviously, the outcome is not great, but it also is just like, it really is bringing you like right into the the main crux of this movie in like a really clever way I think um, by we don't see the outside world at all until like Diana is exposed to it for the first time like if you didn't know right. anything about this movie when you start watching it you wouldn't really and like so you don't especially know if you hadn't seen World Batman v Superman yeah you're right it's, it's this modern day like they could have picked whatever time period they wanted so it comes as a surprise to everybody well uh, so this is another going back to the fish out of water thing, like a perfect example is in this very movie, Chris Pine being in their world, fish out of water. He's like, what are you talking about? Like he, and it's funny, but it's not like, ha ha, we're making a joke. Right. And like him being like, what are you talking about? Like works really well. Right. Like, why don't you know what a watch is? Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah, I agree. We do get this great moment uh, a little bit later, like when they're leaving Themyscira, when Diana's like, I don't have a dad. I was sculpted by clay by Zeus, or sculpted out of clay by Zeus, and Steve just being like, well, that's neat. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was, that whole scene actually might have been like the most, the best uh, landing comedy for me, either that or Steve's secretary. Um, Oh, yeah, she's Big fan of that character. Um, I mean, Chris Pine is, like, amazing in this movie. Dare I say Chris Pine may be the best part of this movie. Dare you say. Dare I say. Actually, I said, in my notes, I have the secretary as the best character. She is really good. But Chris (laughs) Pine's acting throughout this is on point. I have a couple of um, gushing notes on Chris Pine. Um, And so, again, I'm going to just keep going back to this naivete thing. Um, Before we leave the mis... Oh, God, I need to leave the... Them. Th- what? Them. I. Skira. That's not how I say it. The mascara. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Though. I say the <laughs> mascara. So that's... Um, it all comes out the same. You guys I get it. I thought that's what it was. Like, she kept saying the, the mascara. mascara until, it, like, I saw the subtitle. Maybe that's, like, originally what it was or <laughs> I something. I don't know. Um, anyway, before we leave the mascara... Um, 
she's like arguing to her mom like why she needs to go and she's like but this is the war to end all wars and like of course us knowing now that this is just world war one like Like, how uh... naive of a thing to say and i think her mom doesn't articulate it very well because she's like letting diana learn her own lesson i guess Although she doesn't even want her to go to learn the But lesson. also, like, Steve says that, too. Well, no, so but like, he doesn't know. But what I was going to say is that the mom has fought many wars yeah. and knows that, like, this is not... Even if she defeats Ares, I think the mom knows, like, this is not it. Like, there will always be another war kind of thing. And, like, I think Chris Pine truly believes that, you know, right, why would he, he think yeah, there's going right. to be another war in however many years? 10 years? 20 years? Yeah, no, that's totally true. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know how, again, because we don't know the lifespan of these characters, like, how long she's been around, but, like, at least there would have been stories passed out of the time that this giant alien came to Earth and fucked everybody's day up until Zeus, like, chopped his arm off. Like, that surely would have been passed down as, like, a, a, like, cautionary tale of, like, always kind of be ready for something. But she's gotten very... Just, like, comfortable, I feel like. Well, and it's her daughter. Right. Like, yeah, I I do think that is obviously a huge part of it. But, like, really harsh goodbye if that's, like, the last time you're presumably going to see her. You're my greatest sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Love you too, Mom. No words of wisdom. No, like, maybe I should try and... Get on this boat. Get the fuck out. You know? I, I get that she's, like, trying to weaken her to protect her, but, like, listen to Robin Wright. Yeah. She's a better mom. Uh, sorry, Hippolyta, but I'm right. Yeah, so we finally... We're well, not finally, because I was, I was sad to leave Themyscira. It's very nice and bright, and then we get to fucking London, which is looks exactly what you would expect. Really funny scene on the boat. I think that might be the beginning clip. Yeah, it's here. really good. The, every part of <laughs> Fine, that Fine, I'll sleep with you. <laughs> the, the 12 volumes of whatever book that was. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, like, an example of the, the comedy working really well. And I think, like, the pairing up, like, Diana with Steve was a really good idea for this movie, um, rather than, like, having her, like, trying to navigate her way solo through this whole mess. But, yeah. Um, so I kind of jump ahead here a little bit to the No Man's Land thing. Do you have something Oh, my goodness. That? Like, I know that there's a lot happening here. Like, when they're in London. So let's talk about that. Well, so we get a lot of red herrings introduced, which I think is great. This movie did red herrings really well, as I was saying before. Um, and and I guess that's because, like, that's the first time um, we're seeing... Um, well, we see the flashback of Chris Pine doing the whole... Like, like kind him of being a spy the, Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of a red herring because that's like Diana's first being like, oh, maybe that's Aries. And then. Um, and, yeah. We're, and we're getting hints about like what's going on, like with the gas being produced. and Right. And like, of course, like, you know, the weapon, all that stuff. Um, and then we get the best character, um, Chris Pine's secretary, who um, is like, yeah, helping her get dressed. Strongly agrees on the idea of being a secretary, being compared to slavery. It's big on that. Yeah. concept. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish we had gotten more of her. Obviously, we're not spending a whole lot of time in London, but, like, what a what a delightful character. 
Also, like, there's this constant battle between Chris Pine's character, Steve, I guess. It feels... I'm going to keep calling him Chris Pine, probably. Um, And um, Diana, where he's, like, being, like, kind of, like, the practical, cynical one. And then she's, like, obviously naive and, like, big picture, like... If you said a premise to me, like, um, then you have to follow it. Simple as that. And you have to do it, like, right now. Like, it's so childlike. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, such an exasperated parent with her. And it's really funny. Because, but he does need what she's bringing because he is so cynical. And he, like, needs that, like, kind of, he needs it to be simplified. Um, and obviously she needs a reality <laughs> check a bit. But the funny thing is, the, the reason I'm, I'm saying all this is she's, like, mad. She's, like, you promised to bring me to Aries. And he's, like, I will. We have to, like, do all these things first. But, like, he literally does. Because, like, the first place they go after she gets her outfit is the, to... The war council which, yeah, in which he is presiding. Which I know his name is Sir Patrick, but I will only be referring to him as Lupin because he plays Professor R.J. Lupin in the Harry Potter series. So y'all got that? It's, it's Lupin now. <laughs> Guy with the stash is Lupin. Um, Aries, Sir Patrick, Lupin. He's he's a man of many names. Indeed he is. Um, so I just thought that was like interesting. It was the first that's, time I picked up on it I didn't really think about that now. That's very true. Is that he does incidentally bring... Fulfill his promise right away. Of course, like who would have thought this was him at the time? He's just kind of like hanging out. Like he's trying well, he's to negotiate. The peace a, guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he's helping them. He's, he's so a, nice. He's a sneaky bastard. I also want to note that Doctor Isabel Maru, who's the one working on the mustard gas, there, there's a line about her from Chris Pine. And he's like, "That's why they call her Doctor Poison." Oh and I'm gosh. like, "All right, all right." This is what I mean by some of the really <laughs> corny, like uh, what is Poison Ivy coming in? Soon? Like, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the. the of the doubt that, like, I know that the Steve thing is, like, right out of one of the, uh, like, I don't remember which era it is. Like, I think they borrowed from different, like, backstories and various comics of Wonder Woman. So I'm assuming that Dr. Poison is also from that, but, like, come on. But this other guy, uh, Doc, uh, General Eric Ludendorff. Ludendorff, yeah. Real person, which I did not know. Oh, interesting. Um, I think he was, you know, um, I don't know how much. Did he do a lot of cocaine? Uh, almost certainly. <laughs> I feel like everybody, oh, like at least if what I hear about Hitler is correct, he was doing like meth or something. So probably, I, I don't know like how Did much of think. a, um, like standing this guy actually had like in the German military at the time, but he was definitely a, a big player and also contributed significantly to the Nazis' rise to power afterward because there was no diana prince to kill him well this is our red skull yeah but i'm i'm kind of surprised like i did not think any of these people would be yeah no i didn't um didn't think twice about it um but like very believable definitely um but i think diana needs to work on her like spidey sense because she is so easily manipulated by lupin yeah and I I would think that there's like some sort of connection there that she should be more aware of, but she hasn't been trained properly. And we all know whose fault that is, don't we? Hippolyta. Like the way that he just so easily is like, here's like this money. I'm going to help you guys out. Like in hindsight, it's like so obvious. He's like, oh, and you can use my office 
to like work out of so I can hear everything that you guys are up to. Like in hindsight, again, it's like so obvious that like what's happening and how easily he, he doesn't even have to use like supernatural powers. Yeah. He's just, it's just the power of suggestion. Right. Kind of. Slash like bribes, but like it doesn't, it's not seen as a bribe. Right. He's, he's easily gaming pretty much everybody on both sides of the war. And, okay, uh, now I'm well, in no man's land. And, well, through him, we get introduced to the the little squad that oh, Steve right. assembles, which is just, it's great. We got Charlie, we got Samir, we got Chief, and they're all just, they're just a couple of cool guys, which, again, you know, it's really hard not to make the Captain America comparison. I know. Uh, and also, his name is Steve, leading a band of misfits through the different, like, you know... They're on the European front. Activities. They're, they're going behind enemy lines. They're they're sneaking around. They're in the woods. He rides a motorcycle. Like I understand. There's a self sacrifice. Like, I think so. At least, <laughs> in an airplane. Right. Come on. <laughs> like and you kind of have to wonder like at what point did they like look at the script and they were like, Why do I feel like I've read this before? Like I, I assume he is a character from he, he the Wonder is. Woman series, but like it is strikingly it's really on the nose well and i know this happened a lot when back in the day when like dc and marvel was being written that there was a lot of like stealing from each other and like using each other's like ideas so of course now trying to like bring them to life it's like it seems like they're straight up copying like the current marvel movies when it clearly goes back to like comic wars right like it's not yeah obviously no one on this movie it's not their fault and like it's a good story but like the the similarities are jarring. Yeah, I feel like there could have been like just make some more liberties with it. Change his change his name or well, I, it, I don't think no, don't change his name, but something with the plane. I think the plane is the yeah the most you could have done anything egregious example. A submarine, you know. Right. I guess that's more World War Two, but they could have figured something out. Yeah. But anyway, so we we get Steve, we get Diana, and the whole squad rolling up to No Man's Land. Um, and it's, it's rough out there, man. Yeah. Things are, things are not good. Uh, Steve says that they've been in this trench for almost a year. They've barely moved. It's a total war of attrition. And you can just see, like, everyone is so affected by it in such different ways. But, like, Diana's like, this is not going to stand. Yeah. The, 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 what's the, I'm trying to remember the line from, uh, the Big Lebowski. It's like, this aggression will not stand, man. (laughs) That's that's her, because she just hops over that. Well, she climbs the ladder. She does not hop and just goes right through that shit. Yeah, how does she know that she can't, like, fly? I I don't know. Does she fly in the second one? Yes. She does, right. Yeah, I don't know. She just jumps really far. She, she does, like, the Hulk jump for a bit. But, but like, like, the whole thing of the second one is, like, she's learning to fly, because she's like, I have to get my wings just like Chris Pine. <sighs> or something like that. Yeah, if I'm remembering right. correctly, that's, that's right. And not, like Kristen Wiig is there. She just like never really <laughs> tries in this one, I guess. Like she does some, at the end, she like rises up. Yeah, but also like and just, she's doing her like leaping thing. Yeah, she, I think she just likes to take big, big leaping bounds. You know, it's fun. Well, anyway, we get really cool shots in this no man's land thing of her taking yeah. the bullet. This and, is like, really cool. Going uh, up across the shield and stuff, like yeah. it looks really cool. It's just, it's it's really neat seeing like 
this kind of like superhero visual in this theater of war. Cause like, obviously we got like Captain America, the first Avenger was set during world war two, but a lot of the scenarios that they were in like directly involved the red skull. And it wasn't like these are like normal conditions. He's not fighting like amongst normal soldiers kind of. And mankind. Like, right. But like even in this, like, when Diana's, like, pushing through, it's still, like, Steve and the squad going, and some other guy tries to go up, and the guy's like, uh-uh. Like, I told you to stay. Like, they can do whatever they want. They're probably going to die. Yeah, there's, like, more stakes right. in this, it feels like. Um, and they waited to use the theme music until this point, which, which was That was a really exciting. good idea. There were, like, hints of it earlier in the score, but, you know, we mostly Molly was talking about how often they just looped the... Yeah. Just like ad nauseum and Batman v Superman. Patty, I think they, Patty held back. Yeah, in this. they must have known. Like, which is just rude. It's like sh- if they're gonna overplay it, it should be in her movie. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they do, as you said. I love that they included that because I actually didn't catch that the first couple of times I've seen this movie is where Chris Pine sees. Robin doing the whole shield thing, and then he's like, we gotta do it, because she knows that yeah. move. Yeah. It's cute. She knocks down that fucking clock tower. Like, I didn't know it was a, a reference to... Yeah, I am... I don't know if I, like, really consciously caught it the last... Well, I mean, what is this? The third or fourth time that we've watched this movie? So. Yeah. But it has been a while, so... But, yeah, and we get, like, right after the No Man's Land thing, we get a sequence of really great fight scenes. Um, I feel like, her, like one of her signature moves is kind of like doing like this ground slide where she's either like sliding and like taking out people with kicks from under their legs or she's sliding on her shield and, you know, she's just got like this arsenal. And I know that like in Wonder Woman 1984, she actually uses her tiara as a weapon. She doesn't even do that in this movie. Right. But she's got so many things at her disposal, which I think is fun. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the lasso a lot. Yeah. And she, I mean, they use it a lot, and it's not, like, obviously overused, I don't think, but, like, it has the truth thing, but she's just, like, doing really cool things with it, like, stopping bullets, like, grabbing people. Like, it's just so dynamic. Yeah. I, I wonder mean, what it was, like, shooting, because I'm sure she wasn't really, I don't even know if she was holding anything. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I will say, like, the the CG and stuff, I feel like, are really good really in this. Like, I know, like, a lot of this was, like, composite like yeah like filming these fight scenes i have no idea what that was like i know that uh gal gadot is not doing like a lot of this stuff most likely but they did a really good job of like none of those fight scenes felt like out of no it didn't feel very cgi yeah i didn't even think of like the lasso being cgi but obviously it really was yeah the design for it is just like simple but it works that's how superhero movies should do cgi in my opinion yeah I mean, this is just, like, a very pretty movie, I think, um, in my opinion. Like, I think I was, like, praising the visuals of Batman v Superman, which I think still stand, but this has, like, a lot more of it. Like, it has more character, I feel like. Yeah, you're also, like, getting more, like, places and scenery. Definitely, than and, it's, and it's unique scenery, too. Yeah. Um, I kind of, my notes take me to the very end of the movie, but I know before that we get... Like, them going to the gala and doing some... Yeah, well, they're, they're doing some spy, spy work. Yeah, they're doing yeah. some spy shit. 
And also before we get like this short scene like in the village where they just like kind of celebrate d- declared victory. Well, in the photo. And, <laughs> right. And that's where they get the photo taken, which I think is nice. And um, they have like a little dance and they get all lovey. So we're like establishing like this uh, relationship between the two. If it wasn't already clear. Yeah, I, for- I forgot. I did have a note about that. Um, I actually forgot in this movie that they do have a pleasures of the flesh as mentioned earlier. And mm, I'm very excited. What a, what a romantic term. They both needed that, you know, because it's going to be a while. Like, one <laughs> of them's dead, and then the other one has been presumably celibate until the 1980s. Yeah, until she's like, I'm not I'm not doing it again until Even though Steve's back. the whole moral of this is, like, it's all about love, and she's like, I will never love again, is, like, the whole thesis of the second movie. She's like, you know what? Once was enough until I can uh, shapeshift this random guy and steal his apartment. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that later on. But. Yeah, we'll talk about that movie in, like, two years, probably, at the rate that we're going. Uh, yeah, so they sneak into the, the German high command, and we get, like, a yeah, fun little escapade. They, they steal a car. They're traipsing through the woods. Uh, and Steve has to hit on Dr. Poison, which is... No one asked him to do it. He just did it. <laughs> He's like, guys, I got this. I have a really good idea. <laughs> And then he failed because he's too hot for uh, Diana. Gal. Yeah. Gal of his dreams. Wasn't going to work. I mean, you know, she's just walking in there with the sword in the back of her dress. Like, it's a fashion choice. Like It looks really cool. It would be a cool cool. tattoo. Honestly, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, this is, you know, we're we're getting to a point here where I think uh, Steve and Diana, they're really, they're opposing views or diverging views, if not opposing, about how to, quote-unquote, like, end the war or kind of coming to a head, because we're, we're getting to, like, a breaking point where Diana is still so headstrong about, like, I just got to kill this guy right now to solve all of our problems. She's like, I got to kill this guy, but also, like, any time something related to the war is in front of me, I have to solve it. Everything in front of me. Right. And like, there's no patience. It's just like, I'm going to blow this whole thing up because... This dude's right here, so how am I not going to kill him right now? And, like, cannot... Right, because, like, somebody might die right now. And Steve is like, well, a lot of people are going to die if we don't, like, do a bigger game plan than these, like, smaller-ish ones. Yeah. Although I do think if she had killed him right then, it would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, it's just... (laughs) Because obviously, like, that would have prevented, like, that... The mustard gas from being launched on that village. But then it's also, like... I guess what Steve would have worried about is, like, what's the ripple effect of that? Like, would they have, like, moved the gas somewhere else? Like, would they have, like, launched that Yeah, but, like... Yeah, I mean, I I agree. It might have even saved his life. Well, he probably didn't need to die anyway, but we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, Yeah, but basically we we do eventually end up at the base where all the new and improved mustard gas is being loaded onto a plane, um... They, they find the location where Chief finds the location, sets some smoke. The it's a very short timeline, this movie. Yeah, it honestly is, because we get to the, the like base. Right. Well, and I I was I thought you were actually talking about, like, the actual time of the movie. Oh, because, well, like, that Because we get too, to, like, but... the base, at, and there's, like, still a good, like, 40 minutes left. Um, because, obviously, there is a lot of ground to be covered plot-wise in this one location. Yeah, but also just like they're only doing this for like a couple of days. Yeah, no, they're they're to the point. They they know what they're trying to do. 
Um, yeah, so she first fights who she thinks is Ares. What's his name again? Ludendorff? Oh, yeah, Ludendorff. Ludendorff. And it's embarrassing that he almost gets her. Well, I know okay, he's, like, so high on cocaine. Is, is the, the gas stuff, was that, like, a suggestion by Ares? Yeah, I guess, but it's still, like... I don't like that. I did not like that inclusion. I'm like, what What are we doing? Like, why is there, like, this, like, random, like, superhuman thing? Like, why is everyone not taking this gas, right? And I, this, yeah, I don't like, know. How, how can this guy stand toe-to-toe with... Diana. He shouldn't be able like to. He's just and some he random guy. really doesn't. But right, but maybe too much. And I, I do, I mean, I understand for the movie they have to do it because he's our red herring. And, like, it is a big moment when she kills him and then realizes that, like, maybe he's not Ares. And then we as the audience are like, oh, shit, there is no Ares. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Plot twist. There is. He's over here. And it's Lupin. He's got the mustache. He's always had the mustache, which I think is very funny. <laughs> the one Greek <laughs> god to have a stash. Um, so for that reason, I'm like fine with him putting up a good fight because it's like part of our like, you know, the tease of it all. But well, so this is where like, I mean, I'm echoing like a lot of other people's opinions, but like. The, what happens after this, like, I could have done, like, without, like, in terms of Ares. So, like, ideally for me, like, what would have happened here is, like, she just, like, walks up to Ludendorff and he, like, brags a little bit or something and she just, like, murks him no problem and was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, th- surely this could not be Ares, which is kind of what happens anyway. But, right. like, she, he does put up a fight, which is different. Um, but obviously, like, yeah, like, the the end of the plot, actually the whole plot like hinges on Ares, like revealing what his role was. And I think this is, this is where like, I think for a lot of people the movie falls apart. And I actually saw something somewhat recent. I read, I don't know when this interview actually happened. Patty Jenkins talking about the end of this movie and that the whole fight against Ares, not the reveal itself, but the fight was, put in solely at the request of the studio. So her plan was to have like this conversation slash encounter between Diana and Ares, having her come at him like with the, the fury of like, what have you done? Like, why are you doing this? And for him to just kind of like throw up his hands and be like, I didn't do shit. And like this fight would not have happened. He would have kind of like had like, well, I'm, I'm imagining like him like kind of gloating Right, and like like, rubbing in her face, being like, "I didn't have to do shit," and then kind of like, if you know, I don't know if the plan was still to like have him die or what. But how would he die without her fighting him? Well, I feel like that could just—I don't know—would she just kill him, like out of like fury or something? I feel like that—that might have been different, like because I feel like there would also have been, if they had gone that route, some room to leave him as a future villain, maybe, or someone that's like on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm kind of of two minds of it. Like, I I kind of am wondering, like, well, what's the point of Ares if, like, we do know that there's more wars after this? Like, so did Ares have a role? Clearly he does in this. Like, they make a point of showing, like, people kind of, like, coming out of some sort of, like, spell. 
And then they're also saying, like, people have both dark and light in them. And then, like, she obviously is staying to help protect, like, mankind's world. So, like, is it just that there will be, there will always be another Aries? Like, it, I don't understand, like, what the ultimate point of having Aries is. Right. So, I, I mean, I can pretty confidently say that, like, I would have preferred that they had gone in a different direction at the end of the movie. I mean, it's, like, it's hard because you needed to have, like, some sort of, well, honestly, like, I was going to say you have to have some sort of climax, and we still get that, like, with this whole sequence of, like, making sure the gas is destroyed. But, like, the fact that, like, we spend so much of this movie, like, talking about, and we've been talking about Diana's naivete or whatever regarding, like, Ares' role in this, like, I would have honestly preferred that... She was more wrong. Yeah, like, that he just, like either like didn't exist, like there was no Ares or like there was at one point, but he has since been killed and the Amazons were wrong about him still being alive or that he didn't even have like this suggestion thing that he was doing, that he was just like there to observe and maybe have him be like, yeah, at one point I used to like be an active participant, but now I'm just happy to like kind of be an observer while they tear themselves apart. And he, like, doesn't care if he dies. He's like, I've been here forever. Right. He's like, this is this is always how it's going to go. And, like, it doesn't, like, I don't have to, I don't have to do any work. And if you kill me or if you don't kill me, it's not going to make a, a lick of difference. I think that does. line should have been included. And I the, the pro I will give for the fight is that I think it's interesting how she really only develops her uh, god powers in the world of mankind. Like, she, this is the first time she's really learning to use them. And I think that's important. And, like, that is part of this, like, origin story of Wonder Woman because she doesn't learn them in the mascara. So I think that, that that's a pro that comes out of having a big fight with Ares. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like, I know that, um, like, Patty Jenkins was like, she was straight up like, I didn't want to do this, but she's like, I was like proud of what we did with it. So obviously it wasn't like, Oh, we're just going to do this fight scene. Like one and done. Like they, I think they did a lot of work to have it make sense and contribute to the story right. of Diana, which like, it I does. I feel like it does contribute. It, it gets a little corny with some of the lines back and forth. They, they really gave Lupin like the corniest, like the most cliche villain lines. Like now I have to destroy you. Yeah. Like, shit like that. It feels like a video game it, boss it fight. It very much does. Um, yeah. I think, but like how I don't see how else they could end it. And like, she obviously needs to be distracted for Chris Pine to do his thing. And like, I think he has to die in this like story wise, not necessarily like actually plot wise. Well, so like, I guess if, if I was like trying to like redo the whole ending after like having this encounter with Aries and her like learning the truth about it, she kind of just like emotionally spirals, which she still does, but obviously like the fight is taking up a lot of her time, but like have her like maybe go into like, I don't know, like she, when he when Ares does that thing where he's like showing her visions, like just like keeping her in that longer, and like she's like confronting like her mom about like the truth of like what she is and like all this other stuff, and just like have that be like the character moment there, and then have her like get pulled out of it and be like, I don't know, you could find another way to incapacitate her in a way that Steve would still have to do his thing, but I just feel like the like the lesson that Diana is supposed to be learning is undercut by having Ares be like this physical threat. 
like I would have much preferred that he is just a nuisance and just rubbing it in that he is right about mankind and that she is wrong. I see. I I agree with you, and I think that what his threat is now is what they decided to go with, which is that he wants to corrupt her specifically. Like he's tired of, you know, corrupting mankind. He's like, no, I want her on my side, and that's like what his goal is now. But I think that there should have been more lines about like, you can kill me now. It doesn't matter because like I think that you're totally right. But I think that I think I like what they ended up doing because. His goal is to get her on his side. And then when she doesn't agree, then they fight. I get that. And like, that's true. But I also just feel like that's not like, I don't care. Like that is like his goal. But like the whole like point of this movie was like about like this, the like what mankind is and can be and their influence and stuff. So I'm like, I'm not really. Well, that's what she's saying. She's like, I'm not giving up on mankind. Like I, that's what I'm interested in. I just mean like, I'm not here for like, Aries like trying to capture or influence like Wonder Woman. I'm just that's not like what I care about in this movie. Like they've given us an hour and a half of like this really compelling stuff about mankind beforehand. And I know it still like plays into it, but it just it just falls a little flat for me. And it's not I think some people are like the movie is like like retroactively worse because of this action. I don't agree with that. I think the rest of this movie stands very strong. It just it just flounders a bit because I don't think the studio was confident in the movie to have a good ending without having a big final I, boss fight. I think there would have been something lacking. I think you would have found something lacking if there wasn't a big I'm fight. I'm sure there the I'm sure there I would have, but I am very curious to see what she intended. I think the thing that falls flat for me more than the fight and like the loop and stuff is like what her what she decides the lesson is is that like love is the answer and I don't feel like that's what we've been learning along the way I don't really know what we've been learning but it's not that (laughs) I it's definitely not that I mean I feel like it's mostly mankind mankind is capable of good and evil mankind lives in a gray area it's not it's not either it's you got people that are bad and you have people that are good and then I will continue to believe in their goodness or something like, and then hence my lover dying right now. Like, I believe in his goodness. Like, right. I, yeah, I think love is silly. It also definitely reminded me of Harry Potter. Again, Lupin, come on. <laughs> um, so I didn't, that is what I really kind of disagreed with in how they decided to do the ending. Not so much, like, the merits of the fight and stuff. Like, I was fine with that. Yeah. But no, I, I get that because is that really like what we're walking out of this this whole debacle, like having learned? And then like the way that it's applied even, I, I just don't, like her walking away from World War One, like having seen all of this stuff firsthand and then in the timeline that we have now, not like fighting again until batman v superman okay so that's a contradiction that's in this movie right i think because she says at the end um like that she's been fighting but that's not what they say in batman versus superman or he i guess in you could argue i guess that batman doesn't know that she's been fighting but she also doesn't say she has been yeah, I kind of feel like someone, like, they were writing this movie and they knew that they were going to do future Wonder Woman appearances and sequels, and they were like, you know what? That was fucking stupid. 
I'm going with the Wonder Woman plot. It also makes more sense that she has been doing yeah, her thing in the sh- maybe in the background. Yeah, I it definitely does make more sense that way because um, otherwise, like what? <laughs> but we got to spend a little time with our boy Chris Pine. So even though there are like a lot of similarities, to Captain America, I think that Chris Pine is such like a well written character, and he like just delivers it so well. Like, it doesn't feel corny when he says, like, these, like, kind of big ideas about, like, you know, mankind and, like, what we have to do. Well, because I feel like that that scene is, like, I think the best acting in this movie because he's delivering those lines and he's, like, so, like, exasperated and they're, like, kind of arguing and he doesn't... I think he's, like, saying stuff that he doesn't really know he's going to say, like, as it comes out, which... That's happened to me in arguments. It's like, oh, like I don't like, and he's like stuttering, That's and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, damn, like this is like some real shit. Yeah, I just, I really liked that. He's like a very relatable character, and he's like perfect. Like, so he's like not that relatable, but like, and he is flawed, you know, whatever. But right. like, he's written so well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and he's not, he's not Steve Rogers. Like, he is very, I think no, he's, he's a very not. different character. It's just, like, the circumstances of the plot more than the character himself. But in some ways, like, he is. Like, he's kind of been an underdog, and he's, like, takes a leadership role almost, like, incidentally. Yeah. And, like, will make the right choice, like, in in any circumstance. Definitely. Like, I think that they would be in line with everything yeah, personally, there are some comparisons to be made there. I was just trying to be like, uh, he's like a little different, but still, yeah. <laughs> he's got a little bit more swagger. Definitely has more swagger. And is a better spy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that that is very true. But uh, yeah, you know, he's like, Diana can't really hear anything, or at least we can't hear anything as the audience. But he's like, uh, I have to go get in the big plane that has all the gas on it, and it's got to be me that does it. Also, way braver death, honestly, than Captain America's, because he has to actually pull the trigger. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's too high up for uh, for a parachute. It just reminds me of that there's like the deleted scene in Avengers Endgame where I think uh, Steve is talking about having like to put the plane down, and someone's like, "Why didn't you just like jump out the back?" I I have brought this up in regards to this. Or in regards just to Captain, Captain America. America. Oh, I know. Like it's so just, many other options. It's just on my mind again being, and he's like, I don't know. I just didn't think of that. But in this, like this Steve seems determined to like die. Yeah. He's like, I have to die. <laughs> well, and it, it does make sense too. Cause he kind of is like, I don't have anything to live for after this. Mm-hmm. Even with Diana, it's like this, I was meant to fight in a war. Like I am Ares kind of. Damn. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. but he's a good boy, so we're, we're fine with that. He is. He is a good boy. He dies a good death. And then they ruin it with Wonder Woman 2. Oh, yeah, honestly, like, at the end of the movie, I kept thinking about that, like, every time we saw the watch, I was like, can we just, oh, let God, this, can we let not? it be a great death, and, like, like, we are sad, and yes, Chris Pine, I understand why you want him back as an actor, but... You you have to just deal like, with you, it. You decided to kill him. Just yeah, it it really does. Pain Quit jerking just, us around, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it it pains me to think of like 
if we had continued like with this in this vein, maybe with these writers too, what a proper sequel to Wonder Woman would have been like and whether we would have had the same significant time jump or explored her time somewhere in the middle ground, but yeah, it's a big jump. Like, I think it's fun that they do the 80s. Right, and the era is cool, but, like, the execution was just, like, it's night and day between these two movies. And, like, I didn't necessarily, I, I really liked this movie when we first saw it. Like, this was, like, obviously at the time and still up there for best movie in the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, and honestly, I didn't, like, when we watched, I was going to say walk out of Wonder Woman 1984. Did not walk out of Wonder Woman 1984. We watched it on our couch at home. Uh, but, like, I didn't dislike that movie super strongly right after we watched it. It's just kind of, like, in retrospect. And now having watched Wonder Woman again, I'm like, like, that is that was some squandered potential. I didn't like it when we were watching it. I don't, maybe, did I not either? I seem to remember being, like, You like fine. every movie you see. Yeah. At first. That is very true. I don't think I liked um, whatever, who was, who played like the cat character, Kristen Wiig's yeah, character. Kristen Wiig, yeah. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. I think in towards the end of the movie, I was like, damn, this sucks. The rest of it, I was like, whatever. But um, yeah, that'll be, that's going to be a fun episode whenever we get around to it, because there's a lot to pick apart. But it has no bearing on the fact that I think we both like this movie very much. What was your favorite scene? Um... I honestly think, like, I talked about it before, but if, you know, Robin Wright getting killed puts a damper on it, but I just really like that whole sequence of, like, For these sure. two worlds colliding, great fight scene with two, like, technologically advanced versus, like, trained fighters. Just really liked that. Yeah, I was going to say that, but for something different, I'll just say the scene of her in No Man Land. Yeah. Very visually cool. That's, I feel like that's, like, the most iconic Wonder Woman scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's, like, her, like, outfit is, like, the only color in that whole, like, yeah. scene of, like, gray. and. Oh, it's so cool. The bullets ricocheting off the thing. Yeah. Looks like fireworks. Yeah. And it. you get this, like, aerial shot of it a couple of times. That's really cool. Really impressive production design on that scene in particular. Like Yeah, and, and through that whole, like, town. Yeah. And then, I don't know how the hell they did that, but props to them. Um, great. Who do you think... Um, what do you think a fight between her and Vision would be like? It's hard to say. She probably wouldn't need the lasso of truth on him. Yeah, he would be like, why would I, why would I lie? <laughs> I cannot lie. I wonder if it would kind of turn out to be like the Vision versus Vision fight, you know? Okay. A debate of philosophies. Instead of a Vision... Instead of a head-to-head, let's ship her with Steve Rogers. Do we think that would work out for them? I feel like they should have been introduced, you know, across universes because, like, she's itching for, you know, Steve from the past. He's itching for his, like, lover from the past. They have a connection there. I think it could work. They've lived through a lot. I think it could work. This is, we're setting up the end of... Wonder Woman 3, you know, she's, like, looking at the watch again. I don't know what happened to the watch in the second one. I, I don't remember. She probably still remember. has it. And she's like, oh, Steve. And then you hear uh, Chris Evans' voice out of the side and just be like, hey, cut to black. And everyone would be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> hey. And then we just get, like, this... Uh, want to dance is what he should say. Yes. Also, and, they have their little dance scene. Wow, there's a lot of comparisons. And the movie theater explodes, and everybody is very confused. 
every once in a while, back in the day, DC and Marvel would uh, collab on things. It's like, true. Very, not a lot, but yeah, you know, yeah. The probably joke. not Wonder Woman and Captain America, but well, like, there's <laughs> like Joker's crossed over and stuff. I mean, look, like, I feel like that's like the with the Warner Brothers Hail Mary. Like Marvel Studios, please help us! Like do like a, a desperate crossover attempt. It would be absolutely absurd. Oh my gosh! No, I wasn't being serious. But I'm, I'm imagining like a Deadpool movie doing it, and it would be yeah. kind of funny. Like th- that's the only one that could possibly Have you get two away with met? it. Yeah. <laughs> be like, uh, do you know a guy, Steve? Fought in the war. Uh, died in a plane. Rode a motorcycle. <laughs> Ring any bells? <laughs> you know Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Do we have any other notes on this one? Anything no, else we, want to talk we will about? be returning to our beloved Captain America very soon. Yes, very, very soon. And then uh, we'll very soon after that, also, we will be returning to the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, we are skipping Justice League. If you want to hear our thoughts on Justice League, either the theatrical or the Snyder Cut. We did a comparison episode on that last year, so please go check that out if you hadn't. Uh, please don't be... make us watch it again. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't make us. We're not going to do it, and we will be just going straight to Aquaman, which I am quite excited about. Um, and then Shazam after that. I think so. So we got a couple good ones ahead of us. Just in time for Shazam too. This is the best streak in DC cinematic. In the DC cinematic universe, I think. Besides the Batman's. Well, I just mean like the the Snyderverse section of it all. I don't remember what comes after Shazam. I don't remember if it gets fucked up again or not. Or if there's anything. I don't even I'm very... know what comes again. Well, Wonder Woman 2, I guess. That actually might be it. Okay, well, we'll, we'll enjoy the good stuff while we can. And uh, if you've enjoyed listening, make sure you leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, we are Out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.